Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi. Today we're finishing the 17th chapter of Masech the Shabbos with Mishnah Ches. Moving on to Perak Yudiches, Mishnah Aleph. And as we began discussing yesterday, various malachas and actions that one's not allowed to do on a rabbinic level because it looks like they are adding on to a building, as in they are doing the malacha of binyan, of building. So he even forbade one from doing actions that were of temporary nature or looked like they were adding on to an existing permanent structure. Today we're going to move on from adding to a structure to even adding on to the floor. And the case we're dealing with is covering an existing hole in the ground or on a clee, a vessel, which is secured to the ground, which looks like you're adding on to a permanent structure or demolishing a permanent structure on the ground. It says our Mishnah, if you have a cover for a vessel, and we're talking about a vessel which is firmly attached to the ground, if the cover has a handle, so then no one's going to mistakenly think that you're covering over a hole, as in you're permanently filling in a hole you're, or, or adding to an existing structure. It's going to be readily and clearly apparent that the fact that there is a handle on this on this cover that all you're doing is covering over using utilizing a cover to cover this vessel and therefore it's not a problem you can utilize this cover on Shabbos whereas the implication is if there was no handle if there were not to be a handle you were you would not be allowed to use a cover without a handle to cover over a vessel which is firmly attached to the ground on Shabbos however Yossi is going to disagree this that we have a distinction about utilizing a cover with or without a handle is only when we're directly covering a hole in the ground. If you're covering a manhole, so then you have to utilize a cover that has a handle, so it's clear that you're using a cover. Whereas if there's no handle, so then you can't just put a manhole cover on the ground, directly on the ground. However, when it comes to vessels, that if you're covering over a vessel, even if the vessel is secured to the ground, He's not concerned that anyone, any onlooker is going to look at you and think that you're adding on to an existing structure because, again, it's pretty clear what you're doing. You're just covering over a vessel. Perek Yud Ches. And we're now going to move on to a new area in Shabbos, and that is there's a rabbinic prohibition of excessive exertion on Shabbos, which, parenthetically, this may be one of the areas where we're more machmer on Yom Tov. When it comes to more uh, excessive exertion on Yontif, maybe again, a place where more machmer than on Shabbos. But being as it may, we're discussing Shabbos. This is Masech Shabbos, not Masech Beitzah. And therefore, there is, one's not allowed to go and have excessive tircha on Shabbos. However, there are going to be exemptions, and some of the exemptions will be for a Dover Mitzvah. A person may clear away even four or five large boxes of straw grain, despite the effort involved. Notice this is four or five. It's not, we're not giving a specific amount. It's not precise, because again, it's, there's a subjectivity here. Why? Because we want, because we want to have room for guests, a, a mitzvah, or so people can sit and study. Again, a mitzvah. Avloas Otzer. Have one may not empty the storehouse. Why can one not empty the storehouse? Not because it's not a mitzvah, but because as you empty the storehouse, you're going to expose the floor. And as you expose the floor, you may notice that the, spo- the floor has edges or holes or bumps, and you'll smooth those out, and that will be the malach of bona, of smoothing out the floor. So in order to prevent that, we say you cannot empty out the otzer. However, this that we allow you, and we lift the rabbinic prohibition, we waive the rabbinic prohibition of excessive exertion of tircha on Shabbos. That's only to move items that are. That's only to move items that are non-muksa. But if the item is muksa, so we're not going to allow you to move it. So we're going to first give some examples of non-muksa items before we move into the area of muksa items, which are going to be forbidden.
Mifanin truma tahora. You may clear away a lot of truma that's tahar, again, because it's fit for a coin to eat. Udamai, which is fit for a poor person. Umaisarishish nutla trumaso. Maisarishan was truma was taken from it, which anyone can eat from it. Umaisasheni vehektish, which is maisasheni and consecrated produce, which can be redeemed and then fit for anyone. Vitarmos hayavish vimteshu meichlaniyam, or dry lupine, which was. Very difficult food to uh, digest, but poor people would eat it. All these items are not muksa because you can find someone on the street who would eat or consume it if you uh, found them. However, if there's an item that no one would eat, such as avalois tevel, food which is tevel, which no one's allowed to eat, well, and you're not even, as we recall, when we learned Misak Lizrayim together, tevel, there was a, there may have been an allowance to eat. Parts of tevel or food that it wasn't that that you didn't take the proper ties off achilas arai temporary snack on them. However, not if it was um, not on Shabbos. When Shabbos came along, all food was was deemed that, that you had to uh, take off trumas and maestros. and not maestrosh the trumas was not been separated yet. Shalom nitl trumas. Excuse me. Vlo and not that was not redeemed. Um, because v'loas aluf, not nor aluf, which is some sort of legume, which is inedible, v'loas achardol, nor mustard seed. Again, all these areas they're not fit for consumption, and therefore they're considered muksa. allows one to clear away raw aluf because it's food for the ravens, and since the ravens can eat it, um, and some of the wealthy people would keep ravens as pets. Therefore, he he allowed you to move that. I wish you all a wonderful day.